Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so well. Pretty good swing. Coming up, uh, by the way, I forgot to do this, uh, but tomorrow we'll have tickets for Purdue-Michigan State for you to win. Keep on meaning to tell you about those. Should have done that yesterday. My fault. We had a busy day yesterday, and it was so nice that, uh, yeah, (laughs) kind of forgot about that. That's okay. All right, good show today. we got plenty of stuff to discuss as uh, we got some news out of the Combine here. For you, uh, for you, Bears fans, right? You've uh, been wondering when this is gonna the, the quarterback stuff is going to uh, to happen. When are you gonna have some answers? Uh, well, let's find out. And need to know news. Here's your need to know news. And the answer is uh, hurry up and wait. Ryan Poles spoke to reporters today and said he had no master plan to reveal at the NFL Combine on the team's decision about a quarterback, but that he understood the weight of uncertainty on Justin Fields and wants to move as quickly as possible. This is after reports last week said that he would have a plan in place by the Combine. Sounds like you thought you were going to get somebody to pay up, and now they don't want to pay up. Bears have that number one draft pick for a second straight season, and uh, we'll have to figure out if they're going to keep Fields, select a quarterback in the draft, trade back, trade Fields combination of everything. Poles did not rule out trading his quarterback, of course. Also said it could happen before free agency if it does happen. I think the uh, offers weren't there like they like to. Or somebody they they thought they had a deal. They thought it was coming. Somebody had buyer's remorse, second thoughts. I don't know. That's me reading between the lines. I don't know. Purdue men's basketball's Zach Eady named the Big Ten Player of the Week again. League office announced yesterday as we went off the air. That'll be the fifth time this season Eady has been named the Big Ten Player of the Week and 11th time during the course of his career, all coming in the last two seasons. The 11 weekly honors now passes Evan Turner for the most in Big Ten history. That should make Mark Titus happy. Last week, two games, ED averaged 30 points, 11 rebounds, one and a half assists per game, shot 80% from the field, 81% from the free throw line, zero turnovers in 65 minutes of action during this week. That's huge. Big Ten Hoops return to Peacock tonight. I know you're all excited to get over there and watch Wisconsin, a four and a half point favorite at Indiana tonight at 7 o'clock. I believe the Indiana women are playing at the exact same time, but on Big Ten Network, which is unfortunate to split the fan base up like that. 
I don't like that. That's not right. It's not fair. Is what it is. Can't really change it. Stick around, though, BTN, after that uh, game. 9 o'clock, Penn State, Iowa. Hawkeyes are 9.5-point favorites at home. In a move to free up a roster spot for Cody Bellinger after that deal, the 40-man roster, Cubs are moving lefty Bailey Horn to the White Sox. Now, they get righty Matt Thompson back, although not taking up a roster spot. Speaking of both those teams, the Cubs get shut out yesterday by the Royals, 6 to nothing. This is after they got shut out by the Padres, 7 to nothing the day before. It's spring training. It's not a big deal. They've put up 16 runs over the first two games. Wes Neske, though, I mean, that's a, that's a guy that's usually getting some significant innings for you. He got rocked. One in the third inning, six hits, four runs, 1K. Again, it's spring training. You're not looking too much into it, but you'd like... You'd like some positives, would you not? Is that fair? You're not going to freak out about it, but you'd like some positives. Cubs are taking on the Reds eh, right about now. The professor's on the mound for the first time during spring training. Kyle Hendricks. Meanwhile, the White Sox yesterday lost to the Rangers 4-2. Moncada, 2 of 4. Aloy was 2 for 3 with the two RBIs. And uh, my apologies as I did uh, I did not check. I, I feel like I checked, but maybe I just didn't write it down. Who the White Sox were taking on today in spring training? Or they have the day off today? No, they're taking on the Dodgers. And that game should be going off here in just a little bit. That's right, crochet on the mound. And there's not a whole lot of, not a lot of the big guys are playing today against the Dodgers. Dodgers also 4-0 in spring training right now. Do they, do they, who did the Dodgers put up on the mound? Miller? Eh. Here's the leadoff for the Dodgers today. Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncie. Teoscar Hernandez, Jason Hayward. <laughs> That's six of eight. Or seven of seven of nine, sorry. No, seven, yes. Whatever. You know what I mean? That's a lineup. That's a very, very good lineup. And I'm actually praying, praying that we can get the White Sox to somehow find themselves a uh a run here in the first, and maybe we can live bet this thing and get some good odds. How are you supposed to stop that Dodger batting lineup? How? Oh, it's too late to get odds on that. You can't live bet it. Boo! So we're too late on this. That stinks. Because there's no way this that was like anywhere close to Dodgers minus 285. Whew. Will be interesting. Be very interesting. Uh, Pacers last night, they blow a home game to Toronto, 130-122. Uh, Siakam had uh, 27 points against his former team, Mathurin, with 34 points. Pacers let Toronto shoot over 55% last night. Three games in the series played so far, and the road team has won every time. 
Bulls, though, they'll be in action tonight. They're hosting the Pistons, Chicago, 10.5-point favorites. And, of course, the granddaddy of uh, high school basketball. It's uh, sectionals. They start tonight. Boys Hoop sectionals kicking off first at Jeff. It'll be Harrison hosting Kokomo, followed, or Harrison taking on Kokomo, I should say, that's at Jeff, uh, followed by McCutcheon versus Marion. Over at Central Catholic, CC hosts Seeger, followed by Carol and Delphi. And at Fountain Central, best of luck to Faith. Eagles take on Clinton Central. There you go. That's a that's a wide open section. It'll be an interesting one to watch. But there you go. That is today's Need to Know News for this Tuesday, the 27th of February. And not for nothing, too, but uh, we are watching for severe weather tonight. Uh, it looks like more of the super severe stuff has uh, shifted down towards the south. Doesn't mean uh, you shouldn't be aware of what might happen tonight, but we are watching out for severe uh, severe storms tonight and wind. Uh, of course, we'll uh, keep you updated here on the station if there's anything that you need to know uh, if you're heading out there to those sectional games tonight. Now, uh, maybe it's wise to kick back and uh, you can watch some Big Ten basketball. Yesterday, what did we do yesterday? I don't think we did. We didn't take anything yesterday, did we? Yeah, no, we didn't. That's right. We took it easy yesterday. Monday. Well, let's get back after it here, all right? Let's fire up our friends. ESPN Bets got us covered as well. And we got we got Big Ten basketball tonight. I'm looking at this Wisconsin, and I hate when this happens. I'm looking at Wisconsin, Indiana, and saying, uh, excuse me, four and a half points, that's it? Now, has Wisconsin been good on the road? Absolutely not. Has Indiana been good at anything? Absolutely not. It's been tough. Look, I'm on Wisconsin here tonight. IU has struggled. You've got the coach. Pointing fingers all over the place. You got fans hitting up Mark Cuban in Indy. Buy him out. A lot of uncertainty. I don't like it. Since the start of conference play, the Hoosiers are just one and four straight up at home. Since they started three and zero. Four straight non covers. Wisconsin has not won a road game, though, since January 23rd. They are 2-8 and eight against the spread when they've hit the road this year. First game when they played each other up in Wisconsin, Indiana was very efficient. That Wisconsin defensive myth kind of melted away. I think they're looking for payback in there, and they smell blood in the water. I don't think Indiana is going to turn the corner defensively at all. They're going to be dealing with two really big forwards down there, Crawl and Wall. We've seen what Purdue's bigs can do against them. And Indiana just with nobody really to handle the ball at the point guard position. 
you figure this is a game where Storr really goes off. Now, we'll say this. Ware looks like he's played a little bit better as of late. You know, we're getting towards, uh, he's running out of chances to impress folks going into the draft. I still like Renew. But there's just not enough weapons here for Indiana. I'll back Wisconsin tonight. I think you're getting a little bit of a discount on them just because they've been so bad on the road. That has to, there's got to be some positive regression for them eventually here. I don't think that the, that the crowd's going to be behind them very much. That They're getting booed at the half again. Nobody shoots from three essentially well, even when they do actually take threes in Bloomington. I just I don't see the path where Indiana really wins this one. Unless Wisconsin comes in and, for some reason, just completely craps the bed on the road again. But I think with the tournament push on for Wisconsin, Indiana with uh, one foot out the door already, at least Mike Woodson, might be one foot out the door. I don't know that the kids are responding to him at this point, especially after his comments on Monday. Yeah, I think we're riding with Wisconsin tonight. That's the play. Uh, the Iowa game, nine and a half's a lot. You want to buy a little bit into Penn State? I get that. Oh, look, they've had some good spots here and there. They have. But Iowa, I don't know if you've noticed... Iowa in the last couple of weeks. But they do have that win against Wisconsin. They do have a win over Michigan State. Uh, they were close there with Illinois for a good chunk of that game over the weekend. But they have been playing a little bit better. Is Penn State the type of team I think that can go all the way across the country and get themselves... That W, uh, they couldn't do it at Nebraska. Couldn't do it at Northwestern. Did it in Indiana. I think post-Kanye clear, they're okay. And they got that win against Illinois. They went up and they beat up against a bad Indiana team at home. Two out of three on the road here to finish it. And they've got a favorable schedule. I mean, Iowa, Minnesota, Maryland, but that Iowa and Minnesota games are both on the road. And Penn State with a chance to finish somewhat strong here in league play. I just don't like it. That's that's too much, and I'm not I'm not ready to trust Penn State on the road yet, so I'm just gonna avoid that one. All right, we're gonna take a break. Don't you go anywhere. Got plenty more of the Hammer Down Show. Waiting for you next here on 1017 The Hammer. 1017. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, our our sister station friends here on uh, B1029 and um, K105. So here's the deal. I, guys, you're doing doing the spring cleaning, uh, perhaps trying to get the wardrobes and so, you know, throws. 
you got those old formal dresses, the, the, the wife's got them. Maybe daughter, the old prom dresses. They do that. They're doing downtown again. It's coming up next week. Take those old gently used formal dresses. Hey, maybe your wife's been in a few weddings. She's not putting those, I'm not putting that thing back on again. Bring them on down to us here at the radio station at 3575 McCarty Lane while we're, you know, during our normal operating hours. Drop them off and then they get those into the hands of girls uh, who need a dress for prom. Uh, they set it up at the uh, mall, I believe it's next week. You go to, like, go to WKOA.com. It's got all the details on it. I'm just saying is if you're getting into the spring cleaning and stuff, you haven't heard about this, uh, instead of pitching those dresses, or if you're just looking for a reason to get rid of some of those dresses, the bags and all that stuff, yeah, uh, get them on over there because uh, they'll get them to girls who need them for prom and uh, get good uses out of them there. So I just want to throw that out. And then there's a lot of dads like, hey, you're never wearing that again, right? What's that doing? It's just taking up space. Can we get rid of it, please? Well, it's a whole lot easier just to donate it. So bring it on down to us. Uh, we'll get it uh, taken care of. I, I'll be out there at downtown. I'll be out there helping out. Uh, it's like next Thursday? Is that what it is? Yeah, WKOA.com. Go check that out. You know, my other little side gig that I got over there. Um, and uh, you can learn all about that. That's a great thing. Uh, if you know somebody else, too, that's got those dresses, that's looking to get rid of them, uh, again, gently used. We need them. We'll get them into the hands of girls uh, who need them for prom, who might not be able to go unless they can afford a dress. You know, your dad, you know, they're expensive. Maybe you're a dad and you got a girl who needs a dress. Bring them on down to downtown. All right, put it on your radar. I am shocked that we are into Tuesday and that we still are arguing on the uh, on, on the Twitter sphere here about what to do about the court stormings, mainly because Jay Billis had one of the worst ideas ever. You know, that we're just going to arrest everybody. Like, come on. I shared my uh, I shared my idea yesterday, which I thought, again, very reasonable. These things start with the students. You have leaders of these student sections. You should be discussing with those leaders what the deal is. Tell them we will direct you via the PA, make announcements throughout the game, too, about court storming. To remind folks, get your security, the things that you need to do to protect the players, get camera people. Everybody needs to get out of the way, out of the way. Make the announcement, release the kids, storm the court. Doesn't need to be two, three minutes. It can be a good, like, 15, 20 seconds to get people out of the way. Is that not worth it for everybody? Absolutely. And some people kind of scoff, like, good luck doing that. There's always going to be a few kids. Then put some punishments in for those kids. Let them know what the punishments are. you got to revoke season tickets. There are going to be charges. I mean, come on. It, it, it's not that hard. But, like, was it Jay Williams? Was he? Somebody was hollering at, at Billis for being so crazy. Like, no, let him storm. It's part of college basketball. I don't understand how we lost control of the conversation with it. That's the thing that, uh, that blew my mind, too, is I don't think a majority of people who were criticizing what the, uh, the court storming was and the potential dangers of it, I don't think anybody really wanted to completely outlaw it. Were there some? Absolutely. 
But I don't think a majority of the people who were criticizing the way that we've been handling this um, were the ones that were saying, yeah, we need to get rid of it completely. Because that is dumb. That is part of college. It's much harder to do this for football games. I get that. Some stadiums just lend themselves to be able to do this. But the shocking thing for me is, no matter when you have these conversations, is that I see this getting this fallback of, well, nobody's gotten hurt. The Lepowski's engaged in this contact and stuff. Nobody's ever really gotten hurt. Like, but you see the potential for it, right? Not just with the players, but some of these fans being on the court. Like, there's that potential. We can at least agree on that, right? There is the potential for that to go sideways. I saw somebody on ESPN hollering that it's on Filipowski that he needs to run across as soon as that buzzer goes off, that he needs to beeline it to get over there, away from all that. Like, there was no way he was going to make it across that court without getting hit. And I don't want what him go. We just saw what happens with Caitlin Clark's running and trying to look around. I mean, it just it's just weird. It went from it went from, hey, we need to do something about this to protect folks because, you know, even if this isn't a real injury, we all see that it's coming, right? It's going to happen. Not just with people running. But also remember like the Caitlin Clark incident where the girl was on her phone and stuff. There's going to be the kids want the content for the socials. And there's nothing more they want in that scenario is to be celebrating and catch that misery of the opposing team. So they're going to run up with those cameras. Can you imagine being out there losing a tough game as number one and then all of a sudden having about 10, 15 cameras shoved in your face at once, people hollering at you? Like That just seems like a recipe for somebody to get hurt and somebody to act out. I mean, that's right or wrong. That's going to happen. But I don't understand how it went from, um, hey, we need to do something to put them all in jail to, you know what, forget it, just let them storm, let's keep on doing it the exact same way that we were doing it. Because it missed the whole point. And the whole point was just to protect not just the players, but to also protect the students that rush the court and the other personnel that are there working the game. Whether it be from TV streaming camera people, your creatives, the people that work at the score bench, Matt Painter pointed out. The officials, all very much at risk in a very chaotic moment. Is there any harm in waiting 15 seconds and having it coordinated? And it is possible. It's very much possible, especially in basketball. Football, I understand. We're a little bit tougher there because you have so much more square footage that you have to cover to try to keep people from running on the field. And football is going to be a tougher conversation on how to do it. I saw somebody say, yeah, they, there should be fines and penalties. There are. There were at least, remember? Right, the SEC got tired of this stuff in football, and so then there used to be fines. Like five-figure fines to athletic departments, and then what happened? Ah, eh, donors just ponied it up. Nothing changed, but the whole point there was to protect folks. 
No, there's going to be a bad actor. There's going to be somebody eventually here with something on the line or feels like they're carrying the flag that's going to take a shot at somebody. And if you don't believe that, Google Zach Eady. Don't Google it. Go to your Twitter and just type in Zach Eady and go to latest. And read some of the comments. You think a student athlete should be coming face-to-face with any of those folks? Without any kind of support or protection? <sighs> Absolutely not. I was just blown away how quickly that went from, hey, this was a good idea, we should be talking about this, about what we can do, to Jay Bill has said something completely ridiculous, forget all of it, let's just let him do it. I think we're going to lose that moment. That's what I'm nervous about. Again, it's not just our players. It's easy for a majority of people to rally around, just keep it like it is, because this scenario affects how many, 15 teams maybe, in college basketball out of 300 some odd. Everybody else has that ability to storm. They don't want that taken away. And of course, you know when it's Duke, when it's Purdue, teams that hang out in the top 25 all the time complaining about it. Nobody has any sympathy for it. Like I said, I I feel like it's, especially with the way social media is, what people will do for social media clout, what gambling is, what people will do to win bets. You just keep playing with fire in these situations, and it's just so easy. It's not hiring, you know, all this extra security, although that would probably help in these scenarios, and maybe some of them will just to, you know, help protect the players, what their plans are. But there's just there's simple solutions here that you can engage in just with a little bit of preparation and communication. I think if you just communicated to your student sections who are the ones that are doing the rushing and initiating that, as long as you talk to them and you put this plan in and say, hey, this is an expectation here. This is what we need to have happen. You can still have your fun. If you step out of line on this, this is what will happen. And make sure that that's a stiff punishment that is communicated Reminded through the PA, throughout the game, and late in the game, I don't think you're going to have problems. I think you can get this done at least in college basketball. Football might, again, because of how much area you have to cover in a lot of stadiums, that might require that might require something different. We're going to take a break. Come right back. Uh, the folks from Purdue Athletics are going to join us next, uh, Caitlin and Scott. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got plenty of stuff going on on campus this week they want to tell you about. So hang tight. They're coming up next here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer. 101. Welcome back. Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis, and uh, we are going over the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Caitlin and Scott from Purdue Sports are on with us. Uh, Madison decided not to join us. You went to California? That's right. <laughs> what? I know. It didn't take us all. It's not unfair. It's like 60-something here today. What do you need California for? Whatever, cool, whatever. Say hi to the ocean for us. We're going to be sitting around here enjoying some Purdue athletics this week. That's what I'm talking about. It all comes back on Wednesday night, senior night for the women's basketball squad. Big one against Penn State. Your last chance to see them at home this season, Caitlin. Yep, you would be correct. Uh, Like you said, it is Wednesday night. It's a 7 p.m. tip. 
Uh, it is our senior night, so we're encouraging we're encouraging we're encouraging fans to stick around post game um, for that game because we will be celebrating all of our seniors at that point. Um, but otherwise, join us for a fun matchup uh, against Penn State on Wednesday. All right, then uh, more action in Mackey on Saturday. Michigan State is going to come into town here with a share at least. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night with Illinois, but uh, at least a share of the Big Ten title on the line with a W. Uh, I do hear that game is sold out, though, Scott. That's right. That game is sold out. Um, if you are coming, it is our annual T-shirt game. Ooh. So if you do have tickets and you are, you are coming, um, when you arrive at Mackey, there will be a T-shirt on your seat. We ask you please put it on. Um, we will reveal what the t-shirt looks like and the design is this year shortly on social media. So stay tuned this week and should be a fun night, Mackie. All right. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to look like. So that's basketball for this week in Mackey Arena. Uh, you can get over to the Schwartz, uh, the Schwartz Tennis Center this weekend. Men's tennis is back Friday and Saturday, so uh, pick one, get on out, go see both. I mean, uh, it is indoors, which is always great. Tell me a little bit about what's going on with tennis this weekend, Caitlin. Yeah, uh, like you said, both men's is back in town uh, Friday at 5 p.m. Uh, and Saturday at noon. So they're both free admission, as it is always a free admission over at Schwartz Tennis Center during the season. Um, great free events to go to, lots of fun, good matchups this weekend to look forward to. Um, out over there. The weather actually might be nice enough, so they very well could be outside. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, I didn't realize that was a possibility here. So uh, there you go. It's going to be gorgeous out this weekend. Get out to Schwartz and root on that men's tennis program. And then we do want to remind you, even though baseball will be back in North Carolina this weekend, softball is out in West Virginia. Uh, they will be back on campus soon, so start thinking about those baseball tickets. Single-game tickets are on sale now, Scott. Yeah, that's right. First home game is March 8th, so season or the home season is right around the corner. Um, so if you don't have tickets, head over to PurdueSports.com. You can purchase your single-game tickets now. So pick them up. Again, season tickets are still on sale too, right? That's right. And was, you told me this uh, a couple times here. It's like 30 tickets for the home game general admission for 30 games. Yep. Uh, 50, what, 50 bucks? Yep, you got that right. It's a heck of a deal. It's an insanely good deal. I mean, you might as well just pick up a couple of those, go see as many as you like. Uh, but if not, if you need the singles, they are available for you. And, of course, uh, before you know it, we're going to be talking about football as well. Combine's going on in Indy this weekend. So, I mean, start thinking about uh, your Boilermaker football tickets, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking forward to football season coming up for us as well. Uh, renewal. So, for those of you who are season ticket holders, our renewal deadline is coming up this Friday. Um, so, make sure you renew your season tickets. And if you don't have season tickets, those are also currently still available, starting at just $180. Yeah, and I know those uh, renewals are going back at a pretty darn high clip. So, uh, stay with this one here. Uh, pick up your tickets, and you can do uh, the, the baseball tickets, football tickets. You can do them all where? PurdueSports.com. It's so easy, guys. I always appreciate you on a Tuesday. Boiler up. Boiler up. All right. Great stuff from them. Uh, we did get some action here on the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Phil is always listening. We love Phil. Uh, Phil said, storm the court, wait until a fan gets hurt. Can you say lawsuit? I can. Lawsuit. Um, look, a fan gets hurt. Um, I'm no lawyer. I would like to make that very clear. I would think you purchase money for a ticket and then you sit in your seat. Something happens in your normal fandom and you get hurt. Yes. You run out onto the courts um, and uh, get hurt, then that's probably more on you. That's uh, that. And let's not forget, it's insurance. If it's a player, too, insurance is paying that all out. And I also feel really, 
In this day and age with the money and all that stuff in college sports, I just I don't know, it almost seems like it's not even that big of a deal. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Fans, I am worried, like I said, uh, there's other people on the court besides the fans and those players, too, that can get just barreled over. You know, you got creatives out there with those very expensive cameras, things like that, and the TV crew people out there, all that stuff. And again, I don't think uh is right too. I don't think the the average fan should be coming face to face with players. It just shouldn't happen. Just shouldn't happen. All right. Here come the rumors. Now, we talked about this at the top of the show about uh, polls. And uh, he thought he'd have something in place on the quarterback, or at least with some reports. Now he doesn't. Now he's not rushing it. New reports saying that the Steelers have actually offered the Bears their second-round pick and some maybe some compensational picks later in the late rounds for Justin Fields. Bears want the Steelers' first-round pick, which is 20th overall. They'd also like Deontay Johnson. That's a pretty big gap. And if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'd tell you no. I'm good. So I feel like I could take pick number 51, Deontay Johnson, and maybe do something else, and then I can go out there with cap space and start talking about another quarterback. But if that's true, that gets you an idea of where they value Justin Fields with the 20th pick overall. And it could very well be that they're still salty over the Chase Claypool trade. Which went so well for them. That was that was almost better than the Antonio Brown trade. Remember the Bears got Claypool back from them, and that was that second round pick, which eventually came the number thirty two overall. Ugh. Maybe they're still mad. Maybe they want some compensation for that. Maybe that's why 50-something wasn't too bad. And then you can say, hey, at least we flipped. At least we flipped uh, that back and we got 20 instead of 30. But uh, again, I wonder if not striking a deal now is the best way to do this. it's It's a tremendous case study if you think about it, right? So you let these guys start getting through pro days and everything, and then you start letting all the analysts start to tear apart some of these younger quarterbacks. I think there might be some interpretation. Some people would go, ah, I thought I wanted to do this, but now oh, it's not looking good on Drake May. We, we've taken a deeper dive here. We're looking here. Uh, we might want to scratch him off as a potential guy that will be off the board, and now maybe all of a sudden that value's not... Not there for some teams. I think the sooner you were able to do this, the better. It also allows you to game plan better going forward, knowing what picks you have, whether or not you're going to trade out of that top pick, 
keep it. Now, I'm sure you're going to be game planning for whatever scenario, as, as many as you can. You have an idea what you want and what you'll trade Justin Fields for. But the more scenarios you have to plan for, the more time that takes away from, you know, narrowing down what the plan should be. A guy that you do not want as your quarterback for a second-round pick? Seems pretty good to me. And if that's the best offer on the table... I'm not sure of the scenarios that you're going to find that's going to get you something by the draft that's going to be like that. Like, where's the FOMO going to be at with your potential suitors? You also got rumors of the the Patriots talking with other teams like the Commanders about trading in down there. Clearly, your price seems to be a little bit too high because I'm not hearing too much about anybody talking with the Bears about trading out of that spot right now. But I'm hearing plenty of people that are okay with not taking Caleb Williams and and looking at the other options and getting in in the mid because they feel like that's better value. I know he said that they're not going to rush it, but they need to figure this out sooner rather than not for Justin Fields, but for the Chicago Bears. So I think the more time that ticks off the clock, the fewer options you're finding yourself having. We'll see how the combine goes, but I think if you're a Bears fan, you don't want to wait for free agency to start. You want to have a deal in place by what? Selection Sunday? <laughs> I think time's running out, but that's uh, that is a rumor that surfaced there that the Steelers did offer pick number 51 and some late round picks. Instead, they won a first-round pick in Deontay Johnson. I wonder if they did that hoping they'd come back with, okay, we'll throw in Deontay Johnson with the second-round pick, and then they balked at that. But you got to think, like I said, at the top of the hour, they seemed pretty sure that they were going to have the plan in place by the start of the combine. That was the report. Maybe they thought that they could have gotten that deal done, and the Steelers decided, nope, we're not paying it. that's the case, I think you've lost some bargaining power there. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Before we do that, we know we got storms coming in here tonight. You want to stay aware with everything? You know, do it at home? Uh, I'll rely on uh, my TV, my internet, keep me updated here, thanks to our friends from Xfinity. Now, with that Xfinity internet, I get a great speed at a great price. And now they have my TV, my apps, because you know how sports is these days, right? Yeah, you got to watch it on uh, a couple regular channels, but then you get uh, some of the streaming services like Peacock are carrying things here. You know, you got other apps. The kids uh, enjoy uh, some other services too. And uh, you got to have one place to bundle all that stuff, make it easy. That's what Xfinity does with XFi. Not only going to get a reliable connection for all your devices, even when everybody's online. But all your apps, everything, all in one convenient place. And with the X1 voice remote, oh, it's so easy. 
Like every morning. I could just, I, my son's got to hear wheels on the bus. Like that's how we get the good morning started. I just push down that little microphone. I tell him exactly what I want on what streaming service that I have. Right? If I want to go Cocomelon on Netflix, boom, comes right up. Get it started. My man's got wheels on the bus. He's got his morning little breakfast. He's good to go. He's happy. Makes my life a whole lot easier. That's why I love Xfinity. They make it easy. They'll make it easy on you, too. I'm telling you. Call 1-800-XFINITY. Visit Xfinity.com or drop into an Xfinity store today for more details. Actual these vary and are not guaranteed. Based on Xfinity's fastest available download speeds, give them a call. Tell you they make it easy. Bundle everything right the right on the right of the remote. Doesn't matter what other apps that you buy that you've got. Bundle them all in there. So easy. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We're gonna hurry up uh, here. We gotta hurry up. I'm almost out of time on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Haley's Lock Safe and Key is your home for Benchmade knives. Benchmade knives are the edge of perfection among collectors and those serious about their knives. Benchmade has a finely crafted knife for any lifestyle and offers five different actions, including the patented Bally Song action, and is so confident of their strength, edge, and performance, they offer a lifetime sharp warranty and will sharpen your Benchmade free as long as you own it. Find your Benchmade knife competitively priced at Haley's Lock Safe and Key, 415 North Earl Avenue in Lafayette, and 200 West Spring Street in